And now, live from the shadow of America's mountain, this is Rocky Mountain Revival Radio. Welcome to Rocky Mountain Revival Radio. I'm your host, Heath, and with me today are my amazing co-hosts and... And as an added bonus, we have all of Waymaker with us today. So first, Michael, how you doing today? I'm doing well, and uh, word has it that uh, Heath has a donkey named Friday. <laughs> this is a true story. <laughs> Ethan, how you doing today? <laughs> Good, you? I am doing great, thank you. And Lily, how are you? I'm well. How are you? I am oh, awesome. Everyone else has already asked that. So That's okay. <laughs> I will I will answer as many times as it's asked. That's the beautiful okay, thing about cool. being me. All right. So before we get into today's show, just want to get a few of the housekeeping items out the way. Check out rmr.live for all the latest information, updates about the show. There is the contact us form to submit feedback, comments, suggestions, be a guest. Heck, suggest yourself as a guest. Why not? Um, you can do I that through that form. <laughs> Volunteers <laughs> tribute. There you go. Um, if you need prayer about anything in your life, there are two ways for us to partner with you in prayer. The first is the prayer request form on the website. We would love to pray with you, for you, whatever. Or you can write us at prayer at rmrr.live. While you're on the website, be sure to check out the Linktree link, which links to all of the socials and all the fun things. If you are watching on YouTube or Rumble, please like and subscribe as those things help us help you help us help you. And you can follow us on Facebook for additional content information that I sometimes forget to post on the website. And if you like today's show and the show's content, feel free to donate to us. There are links to do so on the website, the show's description below. And for those watching on your screen, and, hey, I don't have a title for today's show, and we're just going to let that stay until the end of the show. So, we've got another amazing episode for you today, though. Uh, and if you love today's show, the show content, stuff we're talking about, then we encourage you to share with your friends, your family, your coworkers. Why? Because sharing is caring. And if you happen to have half as much fun on today's show as we have, then we're going to have twice as much fun as you. And with that... I believe we have commercials, don't we, Michael? Yeah, Lily, you've been reading a book called, like, Holy Rebel, haven't you? Yes, and look, I have it right here. Ooh. And oh. it shows up on her screen. I know. I know. I'm special. Shoot, my hair's gone. <laughs> <laughs> look wow. at what, what What sticks out to you about this book? Let's get a Let's get an endorsement from Lily Phillips. What's a what? Can you give us a um a Twitter sized endorsement? Hundred twenty characters, please. Hundred sixty oh. characters or hundred forty? Oh. I don't know it's a hundred and something. Oh, they upped it, huh? Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, Look. I'm. I'll warn you guys. I'm only on chapter two because I've had a lot of literature reading in school, but. I, I already adore this book, and our pastors have been teaching from it the last few Sundays. And, you know, it's rare to find people truly speak truth, truthfully speak truth, you know. Uh, there are many books about Western culture and how America strayed from the Acts 2 church, but most of those pastors, most of those churches don't want to be the Acts 2 church. Whereas every word written in here, what I love about this book is that it's not just written word, it's lived out word. I know our pastors. I know that they 
mean the things they say and they live them out. And I don't want to listen to someone who doesn't actually practice what they preach. I don't know about you, but I don't see what's, what the use is of that. It's not very inspiring to me to practice what they preach. But Todd and Kelly Hudnall are different. They are different. I, I've heard their stories. I, I've been going to the church for a year. It's the first church that I was accepted into. And um, I see the way they represent this biblical image of marriage, this biblical image of family, these values that have never grown old because they're timeless. And I just adore them and their whole family. And this, this book, it's a true representation of our church, our family, and how we're meant to live and how to practice these words that we're encouraged to do. So yeah, those are my thoughts. It's just really beautiful to see this book and see the people behind it and know that uh, it's one and the same instead of two very different pictures. Hey, that that's is a, awesome. That's a great endorsement. I really like that. Good job, Lily. And uh, really quick, for those that might be interested, it is available on Kindle, Audible, paperback, and if you would like to have a signed copy, you can do that through radchurchapparel.com. There'll be a link down below for that. Um, it's actually really inexpensive to get a signed copy if you're so inclined but just throw that out there for you know plug of a plug sake before we continue on our rocky mountain uh, backpacking adventure we need to stop by valentine comfort shoes uh, and I see what we, you need did there. Up, we need to pick up some boots yeah, yeah. adequate for the winter hiking climate what was that lily how can you go mountain climbing without boots? Exactly. Yeah. Um, and to your point, we need to uh, gear up um, for the negative temperatures that we've been recently ex experiencing. We need to stay warm. And at Valentine Covered Shoes, not only can you stay warm with your feet, but you can go on and get prayer and your heart can stay warm. Yes. And we love... It's a shame that Sean is on this this fasting of I don't know electronics. He's trying to become holy or something. But anyway, oh, uh, Sean, <laughs> I wish we could just clip this commercial so I could show him me just talking about him like this. It would be hilarious. But anyway, we no, Sean that, and Amy. Sean <laughs> well, he is a prophet, so he may somehow know. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Heath. Let's just like. <laughs> get it to him we're they, sending this to sean right now actually you don't even know um. <laughs> uh, so some profit stuff okay anyway they are a for-profit company thank god because there's not a lot of non there's a lot of non-profit companies out there thank you chris valton for the joke okay so um no, no i'm serious guys they have boots there they have shoes there they have ufa that's how, that's how I think that's how they say it, right? Ufa, slip-ons, and sandals? I think so. They got them. If it sounds familiar, go get them. Uh, <laughs> Union. <laughs> Union and Union Station. Go up there. Check them out. Um, also, if you have like some uh, injuries that your doctor prescribed, uh, fitted shoes, adjusted shoes uh, for your hip problems, back problems, knee problems, foot problems, go on in, get some prayer. You may not need them. The Lord may heal you when you get some normal ASICs. Get yourself out of there. <laughs> so, 
And then, uh, <laughs> so next up is, um, oh, ooh. 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 I hear a sound. Ooh, what's a that sound, sound? A sound from up north. Oh. The sound of custom guitars. Heath? Oh, I happen to love custom guitars. Guitar, ooh, let's, say, let's try that again. I happen to love custom guitars. There we go. I got it now. And there <laughs> are none better than those from Wyoming custom guitars made in Green River, Wyoming, handmade by Bill Palmer, who has been writing music, singing music, playing music since 1979. Yep, that's correct. 1979. He is that old. And um, Ten years after we went to the moon. <laughs> Yes, and uh, he does these things. Um, he's got a workshop, hand does everything, special orders all the parts to make sure you have a one-of-a-kind, finely crafted, finely tuned guitar. And the website, wamikazuguitars.com, uh, is coming. In the meantime, you can check out um, some of the guitars uh, he's got currently for sale at the link below and I may even get wild and put some up on the screen for you just because um, yeah so that's very wild of you yeah I know every once in a while there's crazy stuff on the show I'll be <laughs> thank you <laughs> and um, last but not least we forgot Ooh. our favorite we forgot our favorite commercial I didn't forget oh you didn't forget you just saved them no. for last on purpose Okay. No redemption squad, y'all. Okay, I gotta tell you, I got I gotta tell you a little story. It's been really cold in our area. We got a polar plunge came down from where the polar bears come from, and it chilled our area, it chilled the Rocky Mountain area. And it's been like negative six, negative nine, you know, solid ten degrees out when the sun was out, you know, good stuff. Problem is for the homeless. It's not a good time. It's life or death. And so, um, the word about Redemption Squad has gotten out within the homeless community. And Zach needed to go help him out today. Zach and Melissa over there at Redemption Squad Ministries. And Zach's been working hard and serving the Lord and um, reaching out to those who really could need the help when it's really cold out. And... Um, so that's actually a legit update um, on, on what Redemption Squad Ministries is doing in our area currently, even today. And Lily, you recently braved the cold uh, with Redemption Squad. Is there an additional testimony that comes to mind? Oh my goodness, yes. Yeah, so we went out when it was 20 degrees and I remember um, everyone was just so joyful to be able to set out and go and you know one thing that I did forget though was gloves and oh goodness that is not a good thing to forget when you have to have your hands out and you're lifting all these boxes and shaking people's hands meeting others and laying hands on people and praying you, you use your hands just as much as you use your feet to walk mm -hmm. but um, Melissa gave me this um, this set of gloves to keep my hands warm. She had an extra set, and I'm just so grateful to her. You know, she, I kind of, I didn't like want to take it in case anyone else needed it, and in case she she needed it. But she insisted I took it. She is just that generous and such a beautiful person. Uh, we went out and we handed out 100 boxes 
went to about 150 houses in this rather impoverished area that's known for some gangs and violence. Um, some kids, one of my favorite parts of the whole day was some kids ran out of their house and they ran up to me. And it's funny, lately God's just been sending children my way and I end up ministering to them. So this little kid, he was in a t-shirt and the little girl was just in a long sleeve shirt, you know, and jeans. But um, they were so cold, but they ran out to meet us and I got to pray with them and talk to them about Jesus and the gospel and encourage them in their faith. You know, it was just a lovely experience and the cold was worth it. That's for sure. Nice. That's awesome. Well, guys, yeah, consider Redemption Squad Ministries as you uh, consider giving to Rocky Mountain Revival Radio. Um, most of our donations that we get from uh, anything you guys would like to send in to us will go to them today. So just so you know, back to you, Eve. Yeah, and I actually do have a couple more um, Redemption Squad updates. Um, rumor has it, rumor has it, and it's not official or confirmed. I haven't heard that part yet, but they actually are looking at a different set of property than what we had last heard. Um, actually, out to the northeast of us a little bit, um, talking 30 plus acres, a couple buildings, um, ready for them to actually get out and do some amazing, amazing stuff. So we are. We are continuing to pray uh, into that property for them. And then finally, um, February uh, February outreach. Uh, the next one is scheduled for February 11th at 10 a.m. And, of course, box assembly is going to be Friday, February 10th at 6 p.m. at Central Campus. More details to come as we know more on that. But, again, if you're in the area that weekend and you want to do a good thing and help someone out um, Redemption Squad can always use the hand and uh, I know this last time we packed those boxes a lot fuller than the previous few times we added more stuff in those uh, for to make those hundred boxes count and go a little further and so uh, yeah we're gonna do the same thing uh, in February so if you're in the area come on down and with that, that I believe is our commercials. Uh, jumping into today's topic, um, I think the 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 informal topic at this point was you know God using the broken, but I think there's a lot more that's going to come out of this show than than just that topic. Um, so I don't know who wants to tag in first, but I know Ethan's been getting some downloads and getting a little uh, Holy Spirit kick up while we've been talking. And I know that Lily's got probably six to 12 pages worth of stuff prepared. So, <laughs> so why don't you, uh, why don't you jump in Lily? What you got? Okay. The issue is it's all in my head. So yeah, I don't know how many pages, but uh, let's just here. <laughs> Well, the first thing that really came to mind is something that I talk about a lot, and it's really the name Christ. Uh, it comes from this Greek word, Christos, and that means anointing the Messiah and epithet of Christ. But that word was also translated in the Hebrew language, the ancient Hebrew language, and it was applied to all who were anointed with holy oil, exclusively high priesthood. It was also a name for those who acted as redeemers. It was a it was an adjective for them. For instance, it described Boaz, who was in the line of Christ and who was a guardian and redeemer of Ruth. But until Jesus Christ, there is no one called Christ as though it was their name. But when Christ came, that word of Christos 
that word of anointing and redemption did become flesh and it did dwell among us. Christ is not only a redeemer like Boaz, but he's a living, moving redemption. So when I think of God uses the broken, I think of redemption. And when I think of redemption, I think of Christ. It's embedded in his skin, his flesh, his spirit. That's the cornerstone of his heart, redemption. So there's my first main thought that I was real excited to share with you guys. All right. What are you feeling, Michael? Oh, a funny, a funny one that kind of, well, that does attach to that, Lily. Um, Fast forward to Paul and Barnabas. Uh, it says so, and this is Acts fourteen three. So Paul and Barnabas spent considerable time there, speaking boldly for the Lord, who confirmed the message of His grace, Jesus's grace, by enabling them. So Paul and Barnabas are enabled to do miraculous signs and wonders. The people of the city were divided, by the way. Christ brings a sword. Uh, But the people of the city were divided. Some sided with the Jews, others with the apostles. So, to Lily's redemption and thus Jesus, I I see here uh, his grace, Jesus' grace, enabling Paul and Barnabas to do signs and wonders and even with the supernatural um even with the supernatural you get the divided opinion about it but it's a sign that Jesus did it because he came to bring a sword mother against daughter daughter against mother Son against father, the the effect of Jesus and choosing him is, um, it, it, it you know making a bold stand for Jesus. Other people aren't always going to accept you, but enabled. Okay, so me, Heath, Lily, Ethan, we all believe that Christ enables us into signs and wonders we've all of us have seen these in our own lives we cannot deny what we've seen and right. operated out of heath mm-hmm. true story um you know it's we, we talked about this uh, quite often in the show how how god uses you know and calls people who are broken, people who've been who've been through stuff, and he finds that way to heal them or redeem them or or use them in such a way that is impactful. And I can't tell you how many times, and I know we've talked about it on the show a dozen times that you know I'll be going through something in my own life, and um, all of a sudden here I am turning around on the show or you know in a conversation later with somebody else using that testimony to go ahead and help someone feel that they're not alone in a situation that they're not um you know 
there's there's nothing weird or wrong about what what's going on that this is a normal thing that they're that they're accepted they're loved they're okay you know and and i i guess just kind of tying that together to the to the verse i brought in as we were praying before the show that you know there is something amazing that god does through his grace and his love for us um that just makes things perfect in our weakness gives us the grace to do the things we need to do for him and uh, as michael said to heal to to bring a, a word for somebody to bring a word of encouragement or just a moment of love you know pastor todd talked this last weekend about how and he alluded to it and i wish he'd have jumped a little more into it but you know we talk about um, some of the gifts and some of the things and oh, there goes Lily, um, some of the gifts and some of the things, you know, but the greatest of all of it is, is actually what's talked about in first Corinthians 13. And that is actually my favorite section of the Bible, because that's the one that talks about love. So the greatest gift of all the gifts that God can give you. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. The, the best thing that, that, that you're going to do is love and whether it's acting out of kindness, compassion, love for somebody less fortunate, like Redemption Squad's doing, whether it's us taking a moment in a busy schedule to share a testimony, whether it's us, um, you know, buying a coffee for that person in line behind us, whatever it is, those moments when we are acting out of love are those moments when we are being most like Christ. And that's that's kind of my my pillar for for this topic is coming from a place of love even in our brokenness even in our weakness even in our lack of strength or lack of understanding the holy spirit can still come in and use us to do a gentle kind act of love to bless someone in some way and sometimes even to bless ourselves because i can't tell you how many times that that's happened too where especially on this show um you know thursday i was doing uh show numbers and doing some stuff for the show and i was prompted to write out a ministry moment and so i wrote it read it out loud felt the holy spirit all over it like yep this is gonna be a great ministry moment not realizing that i actually needed that myself so i wrote it just as much for me as i did for for you guys listening and watching um and that happens a lot in what we're doing we have these moments where God is doing the same exact work in us that we're preparing for, for you guys. Um, but it's coming from a place of love every, every time. Well, it's interesting. You talk about the persistence of love, Heath, because it just reminded me of how in this world, everyone is set out to establish themselves, to send down their own roots and build their own foundation of themselves with walls of themselves and roofing of themselves and they desire to leave this legacy that persists way beyond their years of merely themselves and i keep on hearing this said all around me at youth group and at church i would rather be a little side character in god's great story than have my own crappy movie in my own my own really bad movie you know i would rather be a part of his story but um, it's interesting, you know, all of those things that we pursue, all those secular things, wealth and fame, acknowledgement, careers, you hear about all this hustle culture, we desire to leave a legacy. But God says the greatest of these is love. And that's one thing that will remain on earth and heaven forever. 
and our legacy is love. So even just that little tiny act of kindness of buying someone a coffee at a restaurant or something, if it's done in love, it'll last better than some of the wealthiest people on earth and their legacy. Right. Exactly. So, Ethan, I I really believe the Lord uh, has, I don't know, man, like I know you have something on your heart in regards to this uh, this vein, in regard to this vein that we've been speaking on, man. So, I actually have a verse. Um, it's John fourteen twelve. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than this, than these, because I am going to the Father. That was Jesus speaking to us, um, and, and he he says that to all of us, not just to the to the to the doctors or to the lawyers or to the whoever. Um, he he says that to all of us. And we, he wants us to do greater works than he does. He wants us to do healing and miracles and signs and wonders. He, he says that to all of us, not just to the important people, but to the non-important people, to the, to the people who are broken, to the people that, that have done wrongs. He says that to all of us. And, uh, Well, yeah, Ethan, to prove your point, I mean, in, on the Sermon on the Mount, one of the first things Jesus had seen, I'm pretty, I, I think I'm accurate enough to say this, one of the first teachings he spoke on was, uh, you must be like a city on a hill. Uh, you must be like an uncovered lamp. You must be the salt of the earth. Um, be the salt of the earth. Be the light of the world, right? Um and and that's just to your point there, bro. Like, um, he was talking. He now maybe the Pharisees were nearby listening and making sure, making sure he was theologically correct. But he was talking to um, what someone consider half breeds because they weren't full Jews, the, the Samaritans. He was talking to Arabs. He was talking to Hellenistic Jews. I mean, basically, the religious system couldn't cater uh, to all these horrible, you know, imperfect people. And he's telling them to be the light of the world and to be salt of the earth. Ethan, what do you think about that, man? Yeah, I I agree with you, Michael. Yeah. Um. And this, while we were doing prep today uh, f- for this episode, I I was I was thinking, and and God 
because I was thinking about um, this this sermon that I heard, uh, and and if any of you know him, Stephen Furtick, he uh, he does this message, and it's called Blacksmith, um, and it's it's just about how it's just about how blacksmiths forge things and how they work with things. And, and I I was thinking about that, and I. I felt that that would work because blacksmiths, their job is to make and fix fix tools and to fix things, and and that clicked because I feel that God is our is a blacksmith. God is forging us into the people that He wants us to be, to the people that He's calling us to be. He's forging us into the these people that that can do these miracle signs and wonders he's called he he's forging us into the people he wants us to be and, and to the people who's he's called us to be whether you're a minister or a missionary or whatever you are he he's doing that he's forging you so that you can do what he wants you to do Thanks. absolutely you know, I, uh, I actually want to jump in here really quick just to kind of hop on a couple points that, that Ethan made about that scripture. First of all, with John 14, 12, that we're able to to do these things that that Jesus said we're supposed to be able to do better, there, better than him, more than him, all those things, right? Um, a, because we're we're blessed and, and gifted by the Holy Spirit, but B, it works so much better when we're operating out of a place of love for fellow man um, that allows that opportunity for the Holy Spirit to kind of work through us and in us. Um, and then something else that Ethan said, um, and I just want to, I want to challenge that point. You know, he said something about, you know, that those are those people that, um, <clears throat> are insignificant or are, I can't remember exactly how he, he verbalized it, but I, I wasn't able to grab my note quick enough. Um, but I just want to point out that there is nobody in any part of any of this story that's insignificant, that's worthless, that's, you know, worthy of being forgotten or worthy of being left behind. Um, and case in point with what Redemption Squad's doing, they, they target those people that society thinks, oh, these people are worthless because they've, you know, they've, they've committed a crime or they've done some kind of sin or they've messed up their life or whatever. And so as a society, we turn our backs on these people. But guess what? These people people in this in this category you know that are typically the forgotten um can be used in such a mighty way and i think of i think of a couple ministries actually that are um comprised of people who society would have given up on you know i think about frank saldana's group with mario murillo ministries you know these guys are are you know, former prostitutes and drug dealers and drug users and gangbangers and all these things and they are out now preaching and speaking the word of God through a street ministry. Um, the church that my folks attend in Arizona, uh, their entire pastoral staff, um, former prostitutes, drug users, you know, gang members, they people have done hard time for hard crimes. You know, we're talking murders and rapes and all kinds of things. And these people are being used by God to lead a congregation of people that are doing some incredibly mighty things in the name of God. And, and so I just wanted to, to kind of piggyback on, on that point and just say, there is nobody insignificant, not a single person. doesn't matter 
where you're at in life, doesn't matter what you think you've done, doesn't matter what crime you've committed or what sin you're buried in, you know, what drug you're using or anything like that, God can still find a way to use you. And so I want to leave that encouraging point in this in this topic before we move on that you can be used. You are worth more than you think you are. And and God loves you even in your brokenness, even if you're the person out there selling their body tonight or you're out there getting ready to do drugs or whatever it is, God can still use you and God loves you, loves you, period. God loves you. There's there's no there's no strings attached. No, you've got to do this to earn my love. No, plain and simple. You're loved right there in your brokenness. I'm Tell me what you got. Yeah, I'm led to pray over someone who's listening in this episode but is struggling with a hangover right now. So in Jesus' name, I rebuke the headache you have right now. I rebuke the remaining alcohol and drugs within your system. Let you return to full consciousness. Let your eyes not be red anymore and bloodshot but let them return to white and let you see clearly in Jesus' name. Your vision is no longer blurred from this excess of substance use. I have a difficult word. Um, in less than six months' time, in less than six months' time, if it weren't for you listening to this video and being reached by God, you would be hospitalized due to a drug overdose. So in Jesus' name, I speak against any any scheme of the enemies to steal, kill, and destroy the work you are doing in this person, God. Let them reach this video. Let the sound come in clearly and the audio and visual both function so that they can hear this prayer. And God, as they are listening to my voice, let them be listening to your to your voice and to your words. In Jesus' name, reach this person. Let them receive and respond to their word, respond to your word. They are no longer stoic. They are no longer turning to these things, anything but you. For they have now in this moment received you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I even see, um, I even see anyone watching this episode of Rocky Mountain Revival Radio and Waymaker Ministry Combo Tag Team Night. That, yeah, everyone is everyone who needs it is is experiencing a level of sobriety they haven't in a while. Um, that the presence of God just kind of shut it, shut the party down, and you, you're thinking clearly. And no, it's okay. Don't be afraid. Um, you can hear God's voice even uh, while under the influence and in becoming sober or in soberness. And a sober mind is a blessing from God, especially uh, to those who haven't been sober in a while. Yes, first so Peter one thirteen says, Therefore gird your minds for action. Keep sober in your spirit, not just in your body, but in your spirit. Fix your hope completely on the grace to be brought 
for you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Yeah. So guys, one thing that really just sticks out to me is, okay, so not only um, does God always use the broken all the time. If you don't think you're broken, guess what? You're about to be broken and then God will use you. Okay. So here's the thing. Not only does he do that and do that all the time, but Jesus expects you to be useful, especially in the flow of the Holy Spirit, especially in the flow of Jesus. Here's here's some here's some scripture to talk about what I'm talking about. The next day, as they were leaving Bethany, Jesus was hungry. Seeing in the distance a fig tree in leaf, he went to find out if it had any fruit. When he reached it, he found nothing but leaves, because it was not the season for figs. Then he said to the tree, may no one ever eat fruit from you again. And the disciples heard him say it. I'm going to skip to verse 20. This is Mark uh, 12, Mark 11, 12 and 14 through 14. Here's Mark 11, 20 through 25. In the morning, they went along. They, they saw the fig tree withered from the roots. Peter remembered and said to Jesus, Rabbi, look, the fig tree you cursed has withered. Have faith in God. Interesting response, he says there. Have faith in God. Jesus answered, I tell you the truth. If anyone says to this mountain, go, throw yourself into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will happen, it will be done for him. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, Believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive him, so that your Father in heaven may forgive your sins. I'm now going to jump to Luke 13, uh, verse 6 and forward. Then he told this parable, a man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he went to look for fruit on it, but he did not find any. So he said to the man who took care of the vineyard, for three years now, I've been coming to look for fruit. Three years, I've been coming to look for fruit on this fig tree and haven't found any. Cut it down. Why should it use up the soil? Sir, the man replied, leave it alone for one more year and I'll dig around it and fertilize it. If it bears fruit next year, fine. If not, then Cut it down. Um, and one more scripture, Psalms 1. When I get there, I guess, man. <laughs> oh, Michael, you got it. You know, Psalms is in the middle of the Bible, guys. Did you know that? Yeah, it's also lengthy. So, you know, it takes a minute to find things in the Psalm. Yeah. Do we have any minstrels, any traveling minstrels to accompany this? You know, we should look at hiring some, though. I think that would be fun addition to the show. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Psalm 1. Verse... <laughs> Sorry. Go. Dude, that would just That's be amazing, though. Like... And now it's Psalm. <laughs> That's and then right. Nine people going. 
Right. Well, they got to have like the puffy sleeves and that weird hat with the feather too, because I feel like that's we'd be amiss yes. to not have that. And and jingle jangles <laughs> on their shoes and ankles. Jingle jingles. Yeah, some like little bells. Do you guys say jingle jingles? He did yeah. say jingle jangles, actually. I'm sorry. I was holding up the rest of the conversation, but that got me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you broke character okay. there, Lily? Okay, now for a song. Yeah, that's <laughs> no. a good segue. For a song. No. Now for a song. For a song. Psalm 1. Of the Lord. Right? The Lord. Any a psalm of the Lord. Okay, but, okay, guys, so going back to the tree, out of season, in season, Cursed, fertilizing, dig around the tree. Okay. Check this out. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prospers. In Jesus... Jesus expects you to bear fruit in season and out of season, and he's not a liar. He, You being in him makes you supernatural. You being in Christ put, taps you in to like, like, like a tree by a river. Um, you being unplugged from that would look natural. It would look like religion. It uh, it would look like your supply is cut. It would look like your faith has stopped growing. You would look stagnant. You would start saying stuff like doubting God-isms. Um, so my concern is not that you are broken, but what are you plugged into? I don't even care what he's doing to you in that season. Because the very fact, the very most important thing is if you are in Christ, the very most important thing is that you're a wheat, not a tear, is that you're a sheep, not a goat. And what is supernatural about this wheat and this sheep I just spoke of is that they are expected, we are expected um, to affect the other wheat and sheep. And, and if you guys are following along with the Bible, uh, metaphors there that's speaking about other teachings of Jesus um, where believers in, in the Lord and in Jesus are wheat and sheep um, sheep being authentic sons and wheat is an actual uh, uh, plant that bears fruit a tear is just a lying thing that actually damages and bears zero fruit it's a weed so you're either authentic in Christ or you're not. So I don't care how many pieces uh, of you are are assembled like a jigsaw puzzle or like one of those tables where or one of those pieces of art where you like get all those broken chunks of glass and then you like, you know, cement it down, you seal it and it's like a table or it's like an art piece, it's like a fixture. I forget what the term of that is. is. A mosaic. Mm -hmm. I could trust our our local uh, our Rocky Mountain Revival Radio high school student for that. Thank you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because, yeah. So no, guys, it, w you are a mosaic of God. 
whether you're in a piece of in the mosaic or we're talking about your personal mosaic um that's actually one of like the most powerful messages i ever heard i heard it at camp back in high school and uh this guy this minister was talking about how we're mosaics of god and doesn't matter what kind of chunks you did and what kind of chunks life did to you, what kind of chunks your parents broke you into. The pro the, the, the great thing, the good news is, is you're a living mosaic. And so, so, so the life source, the glow behind the broken pottery, the glow that emits the life that emits out of the broken pottery is the more important thing. And Jesus knows it. <laughs> Jesus wants you to stay in the glow and the flow. Right. Well, and as you were talking, you 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 spoke of the tree planted next to the water, and I immediately think of the water. We're talking about the the water that is going to give you that is going to quench all your thirst. Like the woman at the well. Like exactly the woman at the well. Thank you. Uh, See, in tell, me, in tell me what sticks out to you about the woman at the well and that encounter. So, so really, I was just making the connection between the tree needing the water to to grow, and you know the exchange between Jesus and the woman at the well in John four. You know where he's asking this Samaritan woman for a drink. And she's like, okay, first of all, you got nothing to be, you know, <laughs> getting a drink out of this well with. And second of all, like, you're a Jewish guy and I'm a Samaritan woman and we're not supposed to even be talking like what's going on here. And he's basically saying, look, you know, if you knew who I was, you'd have asked me for like a drink of living water. And we wouldn't be having this conversation about well water. We'd be having a deeper conversation. And then through their conversation, it kind of clicks in this woman's head who he actually is, you know, because he's like, hey, by the way, I'm the Messiah of which we're speaking. And it just like opens up a whole new world for her in in her world, in her brokenness, in her spot of of worthiness. Because one of the conclusions from this set of scripture is that, you know, she had multiple husbands and and probably i think the the consensus is the reason why is because she was barren she couldn't have kids and so that was a reason to cast you away back then and so you know she's with you know five husbands and another guy now and and there's just all these things going on in her life so she's obviously at a place of brokenness and emptiness and feeling worthless and all these things and <clears throat> she winds up having this encounter with jesus and just a few minutes of talking with him and all of a sudden she's running back to town to preach how Jesus knew her and did this work in her just by talking to her. And so the the connection for me was the water, the living water that no matter our brokenness, no matter where we're at, we take a drink of this water. We're not going to desire for, for any other. Um, this is going to be the thing that quenches us and helps lead us to a better, a better thing, more growth, uh, a better mosaic picture, if you will. Uh, because again, the other thing that we were talking about the mosaic, you know, the, the, the great thing about those is that there's all these broken pieces, but they don't always line up. They sometimes overlap or they sometimes don't even like the edges don't match at all. So it's not like you're putting together a puzzle. You're putting together this masterpiece of art with all these broken pieces that don't have to line up or make sense to you. But mm -hmm. in, in the eyes of the Lord, that, that picture is beautiful and it's amazing. So exactly. I want to touch on two things that Jesus asked uh, or, or inquired of that tree and inquired um, 
of the woman at the well, actually. And Ethan, run with me on this one, man. I, I know the Lord is going to gonna give you a download on this. Check this out. So at Mark, back to our text in Mark eleven twelve, it says in verse 12, Jesus was hungry, seeing, the dis- seeing in the distance a fig tree in leaf. He went to find out if it had any fruit. Now, I do hop over to the woman at the well, and he wonders, when a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, will you give me a drink? Jesus said to her. Now, here's actually a successful, this woman at the well scene is then a successful uh, uh, fruit inquiring. Right, Ethan? Like, yeah. Like, what, what do you, what do you see here, but what, what um isn't it amazing what Jesus is doing here he's checking out he's checking out the flow he's checking out the authenticity what do you think man They're kind of connected. They're connected because if you look at it, he he's hungry. He he's he's hungry in one story, he's thirsty in another. He goes to see if he can go have some water, he goes to see if he can have some figs. And yeah. That's right. And even, you know, it's funny you say that, Heathen. Heathen. (laughs) You are not a heathen. Your name is Ethan. Your name is Ethan and your dad's name is Heath. And together you are a... But you're not heathen. Okay, so check it out. Um, At verse 8 in John 4, his disciples had gone in town to buy food. Later on, after the woman at the well... Or like like when the disciples come back and they like, hey Jesus, you know we're, we're hungry, you know like they they're all about food. And Jesus says, I have, I've ate food, I have food, I partake of food you do not know of. So here he's checking out the fruit of the fig tree. There isn't any. There isn't any fruit. Okay. He's he's checking out the water at the well, and inquiring. You know. The uh, inquiring of the woman. Uh, do you have any water to drink? Can you give me some water? And advancing the ministry of Jesus, advancing God's work uh, in Samaria, and seeing how this tree of a woman we're going we're ta- we're talking spiritually we're talking metaphorically mm-hmm. when she tapped into the living water that Heath was just talking about she exploded and and in fact she's such an example of exploding in a me- like dropping into the kingdom like a ton of bricks or or being like so productive once she tapped into that living water she became an immediate evangelist and the all of Samaria was super impacted by what Jesus did in her 
because she actually tapped into living water. She actually like immediately produced fruit. Lily, what do you think? Well, I'm just over here taking notes on a uh, gum wrapper. <laughs> Trying to what y'all are saying. Oh my goodness, that's amazing. <laughs> so, um, I'm just, yeah, I'm filled with the joy of the Lord right now. Let me tell you, what's interesting about this is that fig trees were such a central part of the diet and food culture of both Jews and Samaritans and all who lived in that land, all the people groups who lived in that land. You would expect to find fruit at that tree, but Christ didn't. So instead he went to the well, he went to the Samaritan woman where anyone would expect to find death and barrenness, but he spoke life into her. He said, come as you are to her. And she came to life and she blossomed unlike the tree that withered. If the tree was meant to bear fruit, then Christ would have said bear fruit right now and fruit would have blossomed from the trees. But it wasn't like that. He knew that there is something hindering those roots deep down and it was not meant to bear anything. It would have just been better for it to be uprooted and something else be planted. So there's this expectation people have of where to find what, you know, you can go to the Christians, right? For love and kindness and the word of God. And uh, you can go anywhere else and just find secularity, Well, we're called to go out to the four corners of the earth and we're called to find fruit where we do not possibly expect it. Isaiah 55 says, Ho, everyone who comes, who thirsts, come to the waters. You who have no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why do you spend money for what is not bread and your wages for what does not satisfy? The disciples spent money for what is not bread, their wages for what does not satisfy. And they came to Christ and said, aren't you hungry? And he said, I have food that you do not know of. Apparently, they did not realize the gravity of Isaiah 55. He had food that they did not realize, and they were out spending their money on what would only fill them for a few hours. Incline your ear and come to me like the woman at the well in John 4. Listen that you may live. I will make an everlasting covenant with you according to the faithful mercy shown to David. So you see in scripture, Christ comes to the broken, right? Like that's, we've definitely established that truth. I think he comes to the broken. He came to the fishermen and said, come be fishers of men. He came to the tax collector and said, come collect men with me. Come collect disciples in faith and the fruit of heaven. He went to the outcasts and the lepers. The broken recognized Christ who was whole. Right. The broken recognized was whole. But people think that they are whole in themselves. The Pharisees who thought that they were whole by themselves and by the law, they didn't recognize what was whole. You had to be broken to recognize the wholeness and holiness of Christ. Well, and to prove your point, right, with some more scripture, Lily, uh, the disciples later on in Mark 11, they say, Rabbi, look, the fig tree you cursed has withered. He says, it's such a weird, like, he just, like, 
pummels them with some weird responses. Watch this. But it's amazing. Have faith in God. What, Jesus? Mm -hmm. Jesus answered, have faith in God. I tell you the truth. If anyone says to this mountain, go, throw yourself into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will happen, it will be done for him. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them, so that your Father in heaven may forgive your sins. One thing, eliminate the blockages that need to happen. So forgive people, forgive people. Here's the thing. The example of the fig, the fig tree, they, the, the disciples were astonished that the fig tree had been, one, it was cursed, two, the next day, oh my gosh, it's dead. <laughs> Have faith in God. You see the mountain. You see the dead fig tree. Have faith in God. Remember what John the Baptist said, make way for the Lord, make straight paths for the Lord. Okay. As what one thing that the Bible does, and it is doing it right now to people listening. You're confused. Literally, the Bible just brought you to uh, a mountain in your faith. <laughs> You found okay. that a lot quicker than I did last show. That's for sure. <laughs> it's, it's the wheelie chair. It's oh, the wheelie chair. You just like. I don't. Oh, uh, I don't have the Vanna White chair to point out the mountain behind me. I had to struggle for it. Like, oh look, it's right there. Like I found it the first time this time. Okay, never mind. I'm so proud. <laughs> look at you go. All right, but guys, seriously, what the Bible? What a good, what a good spirit-led pastor. Most of the time, not pastors. What an evangelist will do, what the Holy Spirit will do, what a Bible will do, what a prophet will do when they're using the Bible very, um, or when they're led in the Spirit and the Spirit brings these people right up to their mountain. Going up to your mountain in the faith, what, what, is, a, what is a mountain? It's a barrier. I guarantee you when, when the settlers in our area saw Pikes Peak, they wanted to climb it. They wanted to see what's on the other side. Okay. It, the mountain is a barrier. Jesus says, make, uh, if you cast, okay, if you have the faith of a mustard seed, he says it in another place too. If you have a faith of a mustard seed, you can save this mountain, go into the water, and yeah, it will be done for you. Yeah. Um, but he says it here. I tell you the truth. Anyone says his mountain, go throw yourself in the sea and does not doubt it in his heart, but believes that what he says will happen. It will be done for him. Okay. We are to make straight paths for the Lord. You cannot take a straight path of a mountain. You're to tell that mountain. You're to tell that big place in your, in your faith walk. You're to tell, you're to tell, uh, your addiction. You're to tell, your relationship with your mom. You're to tell, Lord help me, uh, the dead fig tree. You're to tell that dead fig tree, like, like the prophet uh, Ezekiel. Hey Ezekiel, can these dead bones live? You know, Lord. <laughs> okay, you're to tell the dead bones, the fig tree, the mountain, 
make straight path. Well, he's telling us, make straight paths for the Lord. And we'll respond. Get out of my way, mountain. Get out of my like, like make. Yes. I'm making a straight path for Jesus right now, mountain and fig tree and 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 addiction to pornography and 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 anything else that the Bible will rush you up to again and say, "What are you going to do here, son?" Read this text in my word. Are you getting this? Tell it to get down and into the sea. I have stuff to tell you and show you and grow you in. And we're going to do this together. But you got to tell these obstacles to live or get in the sea or bow. (laughs) Not at your glory, at the glory of Jesus. But we're to make straight paths. So that and I will also, let's see if I don't forget it. Okay, to Lily's point on the curse of the, and Jesus's point at the curse of the fig tree, if we go to uh, Jude, my new favorite book, I've been in Jude, I've been sticking my head in Jude, haven't got my head out of Jude. It's just pure revelation. So in Jude. Isn't Revelation the next book? Revelation would be the next book after Jude. Sorry, Bible and, joke. Bible yeah, joke. Jude is like a preface to Revelation, and really the Bible is a pre- is Revelation. Right. <laughs> uh, okay, it talks about a cursed tree, doubly dead. Why can I not find this in out of season? Oh, it's eleven, I believe. Thank you, Lily. Is it eleven? Oh, she's not even looking at her Bible. She's like, it's verse eleven. Yeah, oh, I'm way too confident. <laughs> <laughs> I I've been trying to memorize that book. I it's midway through. Yeah, it's before verse twelve, after verse ten. So it has to be eleven. You got it yet? This is what happens when the Holy Spirit leads you up to a mountain and you forget what what it is in Jude. Reveal yourself. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, I got his verse 12. I was so close. Thank you. Okay, so in Jude, we're talking about defending the authentic, real faith. Okay, Jude, the little brother of Jesus, he's he's writing to the church, imploring them to defend the real faith. And that the 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 um the unreal faith the uh, from the people who have wormed themselves in into the church. And have been teaching um, false doctrine. Um, they are like this. These men are blemishes at your love feasts, eating with you without the slightest qualm, shepherds who feed only themselves. They are clouds without rain, blown along with wind, or blown along by the wind. Here's, here's the tree. Here's the cursed tree. Autumn trees. Okay, cool. First of all, there are autumn trees. In fact, apple trees are autumn trees, okay, and they bear lots of fruit in that season, okay? Autumn trees without fruit, okay? That sounds familiar, like that fig tree. And uprooted, twice dead, cursed and dead, like super dead, like like the next day, the, the the apostles, the disciples, they're saying, oh my gosh, it's really dead. You know? Okay. There are 
there are people not tapped in acting like they are tapped in. Okay. There are those people. And, and usually they're sounding a certain way. Usually they are going to sound a certain way. Um, we, we, there's a reason why we're supposed to test fruit, not be a fruit tester (laughs) and, and being judgmental to a brother, but because they may need encouragement in, in some uh, Holy Spirit tapping into uh, uh, stuff. But there are people who consistently do not bear fruit, consistently uh, speak against Jesus, consistently um, do more damage uh, than than fruit tasting or sampling, fruit sampling. Have you ever gone to Costco or Sam's Club? You can get the samples. Of course. Okay. It's the only reason you to could- go there. You could go and like have like a minor meal just doing samples. That's like being in community. That's like being in church community, Holy Spirit, church-led, Bible-led, good stuff community, small groups, church. Okay. It's like going to Sam's Club and Costco just like going like, oh my goodness, that pasta is on today. I love that stuff. And you have yourself a little sample. I'm not going to buy it. But <laughs> and then and then you go to like then you go to like I don't know the kale salad. You're not the biggest fan, but you know it's good for you. Oh, I'm gonna have some kale salad. And then you go to the hot. For some reason, hot pockets are always a sample. Why? <laughs> Yo, somebody is really hungry over here, <laughs> and it's really showing. <laughs> I have some food you do not know of, Michael. You do? <laughs> yeah. Dang. What? What is it like? Is it like the everlasting gobstoppers or what? Yeah, I. I impart to you the everlasting gumball or whatever. <laughs> Gob, gobstopper. That's a different thing. Whatever. Yeah. Might, thing. Be, might be before your time. I don't know. Um, uh, Either way you get that. <laughs> <it's fine. laughs> so Heath, Heath, I got to hear if any of that splashed on your face. Actually. So I, I got to reel it back a little bit because there was, there's something that, immediately jumped out to me as you were talking about, you know, speaking to these mountains and making our path straight. There's a reason why you confront these things. There's a reason why you overcome these things. And I'm going to tell you why that is because your testimony has power. And we, we, we've said it a billion times on this show, not even exaggerating. I'm pretty sure it's close to a billion times. We've talked about how amazing and powerful testimony is, and there is scripture to back it up guys. So the first one comes back to the story from the woman at the well, um, John four thirty nine. many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. Because of her testimony, a bunch of other people believed in Jesus. Um, Revelation 12, 11, this is my new favorite verse, and I didn't realize that the whole time I've been loving this song by Destiny Music that we open the show with, doing a new thing, guess what? That line in there, we will overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the power, and the word of our testimony actually comes from Revelation 12, 11. They triumphed over him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. Um, so again, your testimony, guys, has power. And so there's a reason that you're brought up to these mountains. There's a reason that you're you're given the opportunity to choose to have a drink of living water to help you knock away the mountain uh, or to set the path straight or to overcome addiction or whatever, whatever it is, whatever we're going to analogy we're going to use. Um, you, you do that. So then you can turn around and use your testimony 
because God just brought you through something. God healed you of something. God cured you of something. God toppled a, a, a mountain. He toppled a wall, toppled a whatever it was and did a great work in you, through you, whatever. You can turn around and use that testimony to help somebody else. And there is power in testimony. And that is why, that is why we do these things. That's why we come up to these mountains. That's why we overcome these mountains. Testimony, testimony. Yeah. I also wanted to touch on the mountain point Michael made. It also coincides with the point Ethan made a while back about John 14, 12. I'll read that again for y'all. It says, truly, truly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, shall he do also and greater works than these shall he do because I go to the father. So Jesus Christ is a big tree. That seems like a significant work, right? It does. It does. It's done the apostles, people, those people who had followed him for a significant portion of time and seen him do great works. But after that, Jesus talks about a far greater work. He talks about moving a mountain. I'm trying to find that scripture. Let's see. Oh, goodness. It says right afterwards, I'm going to go to Matthew 21. Talks about moving mountains. Isn't that far, far greater than cursing a fig tree? He's calling us to do greater works than him. That was the display of that. Cursing a fig tree, yes, and withering that is very significant. It's powerful. It shows that those who are dead will die once again and die forever. They will be doubly dead, uprooted, like it says in Jude, um, Jude 12. But those who are living, they have the authority to say, move my mountain, move, move, get out of my way. You do not belong here before me. So we continue to walk in doing greater works in Christ. He never moved a mountain in his ministry. He never moved a mountain in his ministry. He moved spiritual mountains, but not literal. But he's called us to do those things. Yes. And then there's also Isaiah 43, 19. Heath, you mentioned doing a new thing. Isaiah 43, 19 is one of my favorite passages. It says, behold, I am doing a new thing in the land. Do you not perceive it? Indeed, I will make a way in the wilderness, a straight way in the wilderness, and streams in the desert. So he is not only redeeming everything, but he's making something new. Yes. Well, and, and there is one massive thing that was moved, and, and it happened... Uh, at the cross and the veil was torn and the Holy Spirit, uh, the Holy of Holies was available uh, to any who uh, believed in Christ. Okay. I, I felt this in the spirit guys. The Lord reminded me of a time in my life and it's for some uh, former or current athletes right now. Uh, there are some, you know, I, I hear the, I hear the name Frank. Um, you know, there are some out there athletes and, and you've said like, like, like I had said in the past too, that if 
this leader or coach believed in you and 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 gave you uh realities or gave gave a you more encouragements uh where would you be now and it didn't happen and in fact uh, you had a trial uh, on that team and in that experience and and you were let down by leadership this actually speaks nothing uh to your your skills talents and abilities uh the honed ones and the gone the god-given ones but I saw these athletes that I too had shared in this experience where I used to say that, man, if, you know, coach so-and-so ever did um, uh, 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 value me as other, as other ones were valued, uh, it would, may look different. Jesus is that one coach. He's that one guy that stepped into time and said something to an individual. So going back to John 4, said something to the woman at the well that I hope quenches your thirst and redeems some of your past. Because Jesus is that one guy to the, to these athletes or to, to these people who, who, who they wish also. I, I also see some students. They wish that teacher they looked up to believed in them more. Okay. I really believe that Jesus believes in you so much that he knows, he knows, he believes in you so much that if you actually had him in full, you would do the right thing every single time. He believes in you so much that if he, if you had living water, you actually would never, ever get thirsty again. So just like he says at the woman at the well. Um, when a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew. I am a, I am a Samaritan woman. Okay. You guys may have sat on the bench. You guys may have not been that uh, A-plus student or whatever. Um, you guys basically leadership failed you. Okay. In, in whatever capacity you may have not got that promotion. Leadership failed you within that capacity. You, you did all the right things. You worked hard. Okay. But so-and-so got the promotion or whatever, right? Here's the thing. You are a Jew. I'm a Samaritan. Woman, so we broke it down. You know, this is what happened. This is, you know, I, I was born a Samaritan. I'm, I'm lower class. You're a Jew. You're you're a purebred, okay? Um, how can you ask me for a drink? Some people are questioning God's authenticity, and you know what? He's okay with that. He's okay. He's not offended at you. It's okay. Challenges authenticity. But don't be surprised if your results are supernatural. Okay, that's a word for some of you guys. If you don't expect the supernatural, is he God? Or is he natural and thus not God? Okay, so 
Jesus answered her. Oh yeah, how can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered her. If you knew the gift of God, <laughs> if you knew the gift of God and who it is, who it is that asks you, if you only, if Jesus, I wonder how many times Jesus says to himself about all of us, boy, if I just, re if they could just see me, if I could just be revealed, if they could just taste and see that I am good. If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Not only does he believe in himself, he believes in you, in him so much. He's like success, guaranteed success. You and me for eternity, guaranteed. Yes. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with. And the well is deep. <laughs> when we when we meet God, we say this stuff to him all the time. When we first meet God. And we say stuff like, God, I have no money. God, I'm stupid. Don't you know I'm stupid? I've Haven't you heard that I'm stupid? I mean, I've heard it my whole life. The woman said, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater, God, than our father Jacob? I got a tradition of this. I got a tradition of losers in my family. Are you greater than my, my cancerous uh, cells that keep on, genes that keep on getting passed down? I got, I got colon cancer throughout the whole family, God. What are you talking about? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself and did also his sons, his flocks, his herds? It was the way of life. This is the way of this is the way of life. Cancer is the way of life. Losing is the way of life. People not believing you is a way of life. Getting the last rung, getting second place is the way of life. Jesus answered, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give him will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. Listeners, I just talked to. I have really good news for you. The water you need can be your own supply in you. These situations don't have to tell you you're lesser than anymore. And the people who failed you on the outside don't have to don't have to keep failing you anymore. You don't have to keep repeating them over in your brain. You don't have to keep on making the same mistakes over and over again. You can have this bubbling 
at times raging torrent of water, living water within you that washes these things, that heals these things, that as if a person was in you, as if comfort was in you, as if leadership was in you, as if healing power is in you, all of these situations and scenarios we just preached on. It's almost like he's it's almost like he's saying to everyone right now, tell them, Michael, that this is a reality. This is the reality of the born again, baptized in the Holy Spirit believer. I add baptized in the Holy Spirit believer because we need that living water to come up out of us as a born again believer and for us to be baptized. And thank you, Lord. I saw this earlier today in the broadcast. Here we go. Some of you right now are being baptized in the word of God. You guys have seen the power of the word of God tonight. And you're being baptized in the word of God. It is like in the Old Testament. When the prophet, when the Holy Spirit would come upon the prophet. But ah, this is new covenant. This is actually better than the Old Testament. Where the born again person is baptized in the Holy Spirit and with the evidence of the power of the word this time, the tonight, where that living water of word and revelation and excitement for the word of God. And oh gosh, goodness, I got to get into the word of God. I have to get to know Jesus better. I have to know, I have to read this thing, this ancient manuscript. It's alive more than ever. I have to stick my head into it. I got to read Jude 90 times today or not. I gotta get to I gotta get to Bible study. I have got to be taught by this pastor. Oh my goodness, the revelation that he just spoke is real. The Bible is real for the first time. So, like in the Old Testament, when the Holy Spirit would come on the prophet and they would prophesy whatever God had for the nation or or that individual. But now it's new covenant. Now you're born again. Now you have the living water within you. And it comes up. And it splashes you. You get dunked. You get dunked in the baptismal again in the spirit this time. And some of you right now, Holly, that's you. You're getting baptized in the word. You're getting baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of the power of the word of God. And the Bible never be the same to you ever again for to infinity and beyond. Thank you, Buzz Lightyear. Heath? (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. This is awesome. I love it when... Uh, the Holy Spirit's moving like this. I uh, I saw Ethan smiling at that word. That was a confirmation there. I know I was feeling the confirmation. So, Holly, yeah, um, congratulations. <laughs> Lily, what do you got? Well, I am led to elaborate some on word Michael began to speak earlier. You've been questioning authority. Well, people in the Bible did it too. Yes, people they did. People in the very beginning did it go back to Genesis 15 verse 4 with me then behold the word of the Lord came to Abraham saying this man will not be your heir this man being Lot his nephew um, he will not be your heir but one who shall come forth from your own body he shall be your heir he took him outside and said now look toward the heavens and count the stars if you are able to count them if you are even able to count them he said so shall your descendants be Then he believed in the Lord. He reckoned it to him as righteousness. 
And the Lord said to him, I am the Lord who brought you out of the land of Ur and the Chaldeans to give you this land to possess it. And he said, O Lord God, how may I know that I shall possess it? He's questioning the authenticity, wasn't he? And then God performed a miracle. But 10 years go by. 10 years go by and Abraham told this word to Sarah and he told it to her in faith and confidence because he believed the word and it was reckoned to him as righteousness. But 10 years went by and these people were old and they didn't have a child when they were young. So how could they now at this age of what this happened or this took place about when Sarah was near 87 and Abraham would have been about 97. So a few years before they actually did have a child. But Genesis 16 verse 1 says, Now Sarai, Abram's wife, had borne him no children, and she had an Egyptian maid whose name was Hagar. So Sarai said to Abram, Now behold, the Lord has prevented me from bearing children. Go, please, to my maid. Perhaps I shall obtain children through her. Not through her husband, but through her. And Abram listened to the voice of Sarai, and after Abram lived ten years in the land of Canaan. So he's what, like a hundred now. Uh, Ab- Abram's wife, Sarai, took Hagar, Hagar, the Egyptian, her maid, and gave her to her husband, Abram, as his wife. She's trying to replicate God's blessing in a very human way. There's nothing miraculous about Abraham making love to a slave woman who isn't barren but is fertile and her conceiving a child. There's nothing special about that. He went into Hagar and she conceived. When she saw that she had conceived, her mistress was despised in her sight. So Sarai breaks. She breaks and she was filled of, she was full of hatred that she, she had done what she had set out to do. Essentially, her plan was fulfilled. She questioned authenticity and settled for the counterfeit, the counterfeit blessing. She was meant to have a son, but decided to rip that blessing out of God's hand, say, I can have this. I can have it a lot quicker. I can make it myself even better because it's now and not later. But then she despised, it says she despised Hagar. Really, she despised herself and her own actions. And she broke everything. Everything was broken. But God redeems even this because the angel of the Lord found Hagar when she was being abused by Sarai and Abram. She had been abused because um, everyone knew what they had done themselves was wrong and was taking it on each other, essentially. But the angel of the Lord appeared to Hagar, the slave woman, by a spring of water in the wilderness. He said, Hagar, Sarai's maid, where have you come from? Where are you going? She said, I am fleeing from the presence of my mistress, Sarai. But the angel of the Lord said, return to your mistress, submit submit yourself to her authority. Moreover, he said, I will greatly multiply your descendants so that they shall be too many to count. And the angel of the Lord said to her even further, behold, you are with child. You shall bear a son and you shall call him Ishmael because the Lord has given heed to your affliction. God uses the broken He will be a wild donkey of a man. His hand will be against everyone and everyone's hand will be against him. He will live to the east of all of his brothers. And she called 
the name of the Lord who spoke to her. You are the God who sees me. For she said, after seeing him, I have now seen the one who sees me. So God multiplied Hagar's descendants and he multiplied Sarai's descendants because eventually they did have a child. They did have that authentic blessing that Sarai deep down, Sarah, she deep down wanted that. Even though she pretended she did, she tried to take matters into her own hands and sell for this counterfeit. Truly deep down, she wanted the real living water. She wanted the real blessing that God had promised to her. She could not forget about it. She could not shake it from her mind, even though she tried to form things for herself. And she tried to distract herself with all these earthly things that anyone could do for themselves. She could not forget the miracle that was promised to her. And eventually it was done. Why? Because God uses the broken and he redeems all things. Even when he sees a situation already kind of bad, you know, Sarah was barren and had been all of her life. He saw that situation and it was pretty rough. And Sarah and Abraham only made it worse, to be honest. He saw that and he still wanted them. He still wanted to redeem them and partner with them. And he did. He did not forsake his promise just because um, someone walked away from it. Just because you walked away from it. God holds up his end of your end of the promise. Just because you forsook, you had forsaken the covenant of your youth. God remembers. He keeps his covenants. God is not a man that he should lie, nor a man that he should change his mind. Does he speak and then not act? Does he promise and then not fulfill? No. Under no circumstances does he do that. And thank God. Thank the good Lord up there if he doesn't. So what are y'all's thoughts? That was that was fire. I just wanted to touch on something that you you were definitely preaching about there. Um and, and the takeaway from from all that Lily just said for me was that you can't shortcut your blessings. You know, sometimes you've got to go through a work. Sometimes you've got to go through a season of of drought before you get the rain. Um, and so you can't just as as we talked about here in Genesis. You you know they tried to shortcut God's blessing, um, and that didn't turn out in a good way. Um, and the same is true for your life. You can't shortcut those blessings. You've got to actually trust uh, what it says in Isaiah 55 that, you know, my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways, my ways, you know, God's, God's way is definitely the better way. So if you've got the choice, your way or God's way, uh, my, my advice, take it, take it or leave it. But my prescription for you on this one is take God's way. Michael. Huh. Yeah, I know it's hard to follow Lily. <laughs> yeah. Well, I really feel like it's it's time to I hear I, we need to pray for people to recommit um and and reget in reget into the stream. Uh reget into the power. Get into the power again. Recommit their life to Jesus. Yes. Um, I, I see a work of evangelism going out today and, um, and, and, and the Holy Spirit has excited you about what it feels like to be a conduit of God again. 
and to feel the love and the presence not just the presence but the flow of power the streams that never go dry of power and love so um i guess i'll just lead i'll just lead us in that salvation and recommit prayer heath okay um and 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 those who would participate with all their heart would you just put out your hands like you got a a lunch tray out on your hands ready to receive um what god has for you uh so god we and and you guys can repeat after me god god i need you again i need you, I need again. you again i see how you've made me i see, I see how you've life. made me i want to jump into the river of life again i want, I want to, jump to jump into jump the river in. of life again again i thank you for your work in me and on this broadcast i thank, thank you for your, your work in me on and on this broadcast and today, and today, and today, I, re I recommit to you being my Lord and not just my Savior. I recommit to you, to being, you being my, my Lord my and not Savior. just my Savior. Be the Lord of my life. Be the Lord Be of my life. Thank you for the living water that I, I, I will never go thirsty again. Thank you Thanks for, for the living water. water. I will never. never go thirsty again. And for those who want to become born again and, and want to uh, join in into the, the family of God for the first time, let's just say this together, uh, this prayer and, and just wholeheartedly receive and, and, and participate. Um, God, 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 I know I've made these mistakes. I know, I know I've made these mistakes, but I, I'm believing that you died for me. But I am I'm believing you died for me. I'm believing that you rose from the grave on the third day. I'm believing, believing that, that you rose from the dead on the third day. I'm believing that you ascended back to the Father. I'm believing, believing you ascended back, back to the Father. Father. I'm believing you sent your Holy Spirit. I'm, I'm believing, believing you sent your Holy Spirit. Thank you, God, for receiving me as a son. Thank, Thank you, Lord, God, for receiving me as a son. And for those who are baptized, thank you, God. Thank you, God, for baptizing me in your Holy Spirit tonight. Thank you, thank God, you God, for God. baptizing me in your Holy Spirit tonight. And I even feel some right now in this prayer wanting to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. So continue with that heart posture, your hands out. Holy Spirit, I want what is promised in Acts 2. Baptize me now in your Holy Spirit right now. And Lord, I'm looking for the evidence of your power in my life. Lord, 
some thank you lord for for tongues being given um whether received and acted on right now is is not important but that tongues will be given prophecy is given and the evidence of the baptism of the word of god over someone's life is given where the word of god is so powerful way more powerful than it ever was and there's a hunger and thirst for god's word lord thank you for these baptisms of power um spiritual gift of study or or of learning um lord thank you god for this and and so really quick to the to the one who would like to pray in the spirit um open your mouth um let the spirit give you an utterance and you may hear it and repeat after him it may be or it may be out, uh, what may seem not in your control either way you're either uh, you're you're praying in the spirit or you're giving a message in tongues this is an evidence of being baptized in the holy spirit but so i and uh actually lily uh li listen for this lily is a lily is in a, has the gift of interpretation and um, uh, just led of the spirit here. Uh, so, here in the Yesu go rabonda ye, here in tanga Yesu homba rosa konda Yesu yoda rosa montonda, here shonga yosa yonda ebo ruga Yesu yonda tu, in the rusha konda Yesu yonda ebo ru. Now. Real quick, Lily, and, and as she's hearing what the Holy Spirit would would say through that message in tongues, uh, again, person who, brother or sister, who would love to hear that again in practice, I'm going to do it one more time, and, and just open up your mouth and let the Holy Spirit bring utterance to your mouth of a, of a spiritual language. Or shoot, he could give you Spanish and you just don't know it. Or he could give you a, a different language on the earth and you just wouldn't know it either, too. All right, Lily. Okay. Whenever you get it. God says... You have been searching for the real thing. I said, I am doing a new thing. Truly, what I am doing this new is more real than you have ever experienced. You do not know the depths of my heavenly reality, but I am revealing these things to you. I am revealing these things to you now, and you will remember them for the rest of your life. And you will be reminded of them for all of eternity. Come to me, the real thing. Do not be afraid. You feel shallow in spirit. You feel fake. You feel as though you've been living a lie. But the heart is deceitful above all things. So come to me. With all your heart, soul, and mind. Submit your heart to me the deceitful thing to the truth. You are not unworthy. 
by my blood I have made you worthy. I hear Christ speak against the spirit of inadequacy. Mm. He is speaking in his own heavenly tongue. God has made you worthy and he's giving you these gifts. The only reason why you haven't accepted them is out of shame. That is the only thing that's holding you back. It's not even anything anyone else says to you. There's only voices in your mind and the demons you've let into the walls of your heart. But now I pray. Christ says this, he's praying. Now I pray. Let me inhabit fully in your heart. Every, every single presence that was once here shall be moved and flee. Because hell is a counterfeit of what is good. It was something that Satan settled for. But my heaven is a real thing and it is good. So let me come into your heart fully. Stop saying that there is no room to spare. There is no vacancy like the innkeeper who denied the entrance of my mother when she was in labor. There is a space and the world cannot fit into it. It's too small. But my infinity, I will fit. I will fill this space with what is real and the waters that satisfy. And uh, that's why I heard. Okay, so first of all, before I before I ask Lily one more question, guys, if you if you were born again. If you recommitted, born again, recommitted, if you were baptized in the Holy Spirit, uh, write us. Heath can, real quick, toss it back to me in a, just a second, but can you tell him how to do that again? Yeah, we want you to go ahead and write us at prayer at rmr.live, where you can fill out one of the contact forms. You're the contact form of the prayer form on the website, but prayer at rmr.live. Go ahead. Okay, and and back to Lily. So, Lily, you just displayed. You and I just displayed uh, giving a message in tongues, and then biblically, as as Paul calls for, Apostle Paul calls for a translator or an interpreter uh, uh, giving the message, uh, interpreting the message that was given in to- uh, out of taking the tongue, putting it into the language. Okay, you give it. So, you. I just saw people wanting what you have. Will you impart that gift in Jesus' name to these to the listeners who will want the gift of interpretation? Yeah, I was already led to do that. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Michael, prophetically, be me to saying that. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you'll just hold your hands out, you're getting a sword right now. So, hold them like this. Okay, the hilt of your sword is here, the blade that's covered with a sheath. So that was called, I believe. 
It's a sheath. It's a sheath. Of course he knows. I don't know how he knows. <laughs> he has a gift of knowledge, y'all. He should impart that. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so here's the, here's the sheath. Hold your hands out like I am. In Jesus' name, repeat after me. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. I receive. I receive. The sword of interpretation. Ooh, the sword, sword of, of interpretation. interpretation. Let it plunge burst into me, myself. Ooh, let, let, let it burst plunge, plunge into, into me, me myself. myself. Let it un unravel to me the mysteries of my heart. Let it unravel, let it unravel to, me to me the, the mysteries, mysteries of, of my, my heart. heart. Let it unravel the tangles and the knots. Let, let it unravel, unravel the tangles, the tangles and, the knots. and knots. Let me understand your design of myself. Let me understand, let me understand the designs design of myself, myself in the spirit. And now, Lord. And now, and now Lord. Lord. After seeing your reflection, your image in myself. Oh. After, After seeing, seeing your reflection, reflection image of myself, and receiving the interpretation of it, and receiving, and receiving the, the interpretation, interpretation of, it, of it, Lord, give me the strength. Lord, give me, Lord, strength, give me the strength to plunge the sword into others. To plunge, plunge the, the sword, sword into, into, others. into others. My loved ones, my family, and my friends. My, my loved ones, ones my, loved my family, family, and my friends. And friends. And my enemies will receive interpretation. And my enemies will receive interpretation. Lord, let your interpretation come down upon me. Lord, let your interpretation come down upon me. Let me have understanding like yours. Let me have understanding like yours. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I receive. I receive. I receive. Okay, how many times? How many people just almost fell out of their chair? Yeah. That's good I, stuff right there. I don't wow. have a weak chair, so it's good. I don't have a weak chair. <laughs> <laughs> oh Hopefully y'all are in a carpeted room or something. That always comes in handy when you're operating in the spirit. <laughs> All right. I, I don't even know how to... How to begin uh, jumping after that? That Holy Spirit was all over that, but I believe that Ethan uh, might have a word for us. Do you, Ethan? Yeah. So I I heard the name Sam. Sam, uh, he he loves you. Mm. God cares for you. God wants to have a relationship with you. I'm hearing Alex. Alex, he wants to have a relationship with you. He wants to have an intimate relationship with you. Isaiah, he cares about you. He loves you. He has an amazing calling for you. I hear that he he loves you he loves all the people that i just listed off he wants to have a relationship with all of you 
Back to you, Dad. <clears throat> I, uh, I wish the things I was sensing were a little more cheery, but um, hopefully there's some salvation at the end of this. Um, I'm sitting here feeling like this overwhelming wave of sadness. Um, I'm feeling there's somebody there that's, for whatever reason, chose to tune in tonight, and I'm just going to thank God for that, that you're staring at a needle. Um, there's somebody else that, um, you know, you've been doing some things with your body that you're not happy with, you're not proud of, but you're doing what you got to do to take care of things. And I just want to let both of you know that, that God loves you and that even in this place of brokenness, even in this place of hurt and emptiness and sadness that you're feeling and, oh, it's overwhelming, um, know that it's not too late, that God loves you. And I hope that if you didn't before, that you go back and you listen to that part about salvation that we talked about earlier. And you reach out to Him because even in your moment of brokenness, even in your moment of despair and weakness and doing the things that you think you have to do to take care of life and provide and all the things, because again, I'm not judging. Um, but there, there is love for you there. Um, there is freedom for you in Jesus. And so I, I implore you to first listen to me when... I say God loves you more than you know, more than you could possibly imagine. And he's right there with you as you're, as you're crying. And all you got to do is ask. All you got to do is say, Lord, I can't do this anymore. I can't do it on my own. And he'll be right there. And if you go back and you pray that prayer, he's going to change your life in a mighty way. And I hope, I hope today's the day you listen and you make that decision. Oh. Hey, right now I pray that the spirit would uh, impact that person now and rest on that person now so that that the inkling that only God knows that's in your heart, and maybe you didn't even recognize it because the numbness of that drug, well, <clears throat> that the Lord would validate your heart and empower you empower you empower the creation that you might have even nullified with the choices uh that creation of free will to move beyond addiction and choose jesus to choose him uh he found you and you found him and theologically that's perfect so find him he found you he ta he's talking to you uh this is a this is a blessed day for you no matter what the surroundings are choose him he knew you before you were born he had a, even a conversation with your little spirit before you even born choose choose him your creator he has all the cheat codes to to your levels he has all the doors all the all the keys to your freedom and you go to him who the sun sets free is free indeed amen okay so 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 go to the free freedom it galatians 5 1 um it is for freedom that christ set us free stand firm therefore and do not again go to slavery do not again go to a yoke of slavery, a needle of slavery, a website of slavery. 
and a liquid or substance of slavery. Go to the one who holds the keys like this, like... He asks you, he asks you, he asks you guys, he says... Anyone needing freedom tonight, he, he's asking you this. Do you know where I got these keys? They were on a hook. In hell. On Satan's belt loop. And I yanked them. Because they aren't his. And now I have them. And I'm good. Amen. God is so good. Um, all right. Well, with that, I think I want to ask, do we have any other uh, final thoughts, any other closing words uh, before we start to wrap up the show? Do you think we got it all? Yeah, Ashley. Um, okay, so Genevieve, you... You thought God forgot about you because you forgot about him. He didn't. He's more memorable than you are, and thank God he is. Bless you, Genevieve. Bless yeah. you. You are loved. Natalie, you are trying so hard to empower yourself with these trending ideologies of the world. Feminism. Abortion. Drugs, partying, clubbing. You're trying to empower yourself, and you're finding you're weaker after every night out. Priscilla, be confident that your husband actually does love you. He is making every effort to communicate to you. But due to family issues and past trauma, he has been having trouble. Go to couples counseling together. Pray over the counselor before you choose. And before you have a single session, God will show you the way. And last but not least, Brandon, God made you just the way you are. And you are not called to, to alter or doubt your identity in Him. You are a man, masculine, strong, with a purpose. Don't emasculate yourself anymore. In Jesus name. Wow. And wow. from a man's <laughs> perspective, amen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got all my notes on the gum wrapper. Wow. I got all my notes on the gum wrapper. This thing is blessed. Extra polar iced. <laughs> hey, if you got a dirty mouth, clean it up with orbits. That's right. That Actually, is. Actually, it's extra, but yeah. Either either way, <laughs> either way, that's incredible. I was just over here taking no skin downloads, yeah. So Crazy. we are called to pray over these well, people. Thank you for listening to the Holy Spirit. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, I... Uh, wow. This has been an amazing episode, and I thank everybody for joining us. Um, uh, the, the Waymaker team, thank you for, for partnering with us on this episode. Um, as a reminder, if you like today's show and the show's content, we encourage you to share it with your friends, family, loved ones, co-workers, because sharing is caring. And remember to check out rmro.live for all the latest information, updates about the show. Like and subscribe to the show's YouTube and Rumble pages, because again, that helps us help you, helps us, helps you. And follow us on all the socials, Facebook, Twitter, all the things you can find it. Podcast listeners, we love each and every one of you around the globe. And yes, I love saying that. Around the globe, we have listeners. Thank you guys for tuning in, spending time with the Lord and with us. 
uh, every week. We certainly appreciate it, and we know that God loves you for that time as well. If you feel led to donate to the show, there are links to do so on the website down below. And for those watching on your screen, all donations are going to go to hosting fees, software equipment, and, of course, Redemption Squad, because that is where we are led to donate as well. Remember, actually, oh, I'm glad that I, I, I got to this. Remember to get yourself into a good Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Holy Spirit-led church. Plug into groups and discipleship opportunities and serve in any way you can. And before I close the show, we know that's normally how we close the show, but um, I was led earlier and I almost forgot, thank for that reminder there, Holy Spirit, that if you need help finding a good Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Holy Spirit-led church, you need help um, you know, with your next steps, reach out. Um, you can write us at, uh, you can write any of the emails. So prayer at rmr.live, post.heath at rmr.live. Um, there, you know, use the contact form, whatever. Um, I will gladly commit to helping you find a church in your area. And if you can't, then I can recommend a few that you can watch online that you can tune into. But we want to make sure that you are plugged in, that you're getting the things you need on your next step. If you made the decision tonight or in one of our last few episodes where we, we gave that altar call and uh, you made the choice to follow Jesus, we, we want to applaud that decision with you and we want to help you along the way. All right. I love you guys so much. Um, so reach out to us and we would gladly help you find that church <laughs> and for those listening on podcast again you're missing some comedic gold here at the end of the show um everybody thank you so much for tuning in <laughs> we hope that you have a great week be blessed Thank you for listening to Rocky Mountain Revival Radio.